special bonus edition of the podcast. We're going to do a live recap show with my dog barking upstairs uh, from our recent trip to Gen Con. So we're going to talk about best moments, maybe worst moments, favorite games, favorite food, maybe some lessons learned, and maybe at the end there might be a small rant about possibly the worst game I have ever played. Uh, before we get into that, we're going to introduce all the people that were there with us this time. I'm going to start on my left. So, Michael, say hello to everyone introduce, hey. and share your Twitter handle if you would like for people to find you on Twitter. <laughs> sure, yeah. I'm uh, Varyager1. Figure out how to spell it. I'm not going to explain it at all. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter, uh, longtime gamer and, I don't know, what, seventh time to Gen Con? Sixth? Yeah. I don't. I honestly don't even remember. It's sad. Yeah. I'm old. My it's memory's faded. It's math above one hand, so. All right. And then to your left is Rocky. Say hello to everyone. Hello, I am Rocky, and I am at Lappin Joker on the Twitters. Uh, it's going to be L A F F I N J O K E R. This is my third time at Con. I've actually had it probably the last three years, I think, off. And I had two times in a row. Had the last three years off, and then I went this year. So. All right, and then to your left is Brad. Hey, everybody! I'm Brad at Force and Destiny. How are you tonight? So far, no one's there to respond, but I will assume everyone listening in the future is great. That's a 100% success ratio. Right? <laughs> That's right. And then to your left and my right for. is Ryan. Hey, everybody. Ryan, otherwise known as Teleporter on Twitter. And I think this was my first full year at Gen Con. Nice. Uh, so before we get into the show, I'll just take one quick moment, as always, to try to remind people that we are having a Twitch follower drive giveaway thingy so once we get to 500 twitch followers which we're like 330 right now i'm going to give away a copy of the DD rule cyclopedia through the drive through rpg print on demand it's like it's like a 30 buck book or something so once we get there i'll just do a random drawing of out of the 500 people and one of you will get that sent your way all right so with that out of the way i'll start with you ryan so this was the first year you've gone with us yes so what well, was have you ever been to Gen Con at all? Yeah, I had been to Gen Con, I think, um, on Family Day. Okay. Um, once, and uh, it was fantastic. This is the first full year I got to go. Um, I went with, uh, I hung out with you guys as much as possible, but fortunately, we have a gaming group in the area that paid for me to be there. Nice. Uh, which saved me a ton of money. Um, and uh, so this is my first full time, first time running games at Gen Con. Um, so for basically first full experience of everything. All right. So on a scale of one to 10, where did your first Gen Con, full Gen Con experience fall? Um, it, it was a 10. It was awesome. Um, I had, I don't think I really even had a bad part of Gen Con. Uh, no horrible games. Um, food was great. Never caught the crud. Uh, Me too, actually. Knock on wood. I did not get sick this year. Yeah. So um, had some. If you don't get the kidney stones that I took Good roommates. <laughs> ran some really good games. Got some really good feedback. Okay, so what was your your best moment? When you think about the entire experience, is there any one moment that sticks out as, I'm I'm glad if, if this was the only thing that happened, it would be worth the trip? Uh, yeah, actually. So it was my validation moment um, as being a GM. I ran, uh, I run some um, reskins of D&D 5e on a regular basis. Um, I do it for a couple groups here around the city, different times, and for the academy. Um, and I had a longtime uh, Transformers fan playing one of my games on Saturday. And he liked it so much that he bought an extra ticket for Sunday that he was not even going to come to Gen Con. He, um, he, he had a pass, but he bought tickets specifically extra to play in my game on Sunday because he liked it so much. So, um, it's a obviously, good feeling, isn't it? yeah, it is. It is a really good feeling considering I had five, I had, uh, scheduled for five people and I had seven show up to that game. 
uh, counting him. So, yeah, validation, and I know I'm doing something right with Transformers, which I'm a huge fan, so that makes me proud into some on the right track, and uh, apparently I run a good game. So awesome. that was my that was my light bulb moment where it's like, oh, this is awesome. And speaking of Transformers, you had a chance to playtest and purchase I, the Transformers yes, card game. Uh, I did, and it's not in the box, and I'm sorry, but it's in here because I've been playing with my kids. Um, and it is uh, really fun, and it's going to... It's um, run by Wizards of the Coast, Hasbro Magic, um, all the same kind of creators. Cards are awesome. Game is super easy to play. Uh, when it comes out in September, yeah, I got it beforehand. <laughs> um, and a bunch of the promos because, yeah, I got that too. Um, that happens when you play test a game like yeah. four times. Yeah. Um, so we'll probably play that at some point and maybe do like a mini yeah. review or something in the future. It's, so. uh, it's fantastic. It's really fast. plays pretty easy. Um, I mean, my five-year-old gets it and actually kicked my butt the other night uh so yes um that is well that was one of my purchases along with a few other things uh dragonfire don't don't do that cop tour yeah don't do that all right so we'll move to your right so brad uh you've been to you've been every year that i've gone right uh, I think one less. Okay. I think you got, cause you guys went that first year and, and, that is and life happened and I wasn't able to go or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but from, but from then on, we have always gone with you, uh, not just because you have a friend who gives us, gives us a cool hotel room, uh, but because you're a valuable member of the academy. Yeah. So you've been there plenty of times, but <coughs> this year, one to ten, rate your Gen Con experience. I had a really good time. Um, all in all, uh, there were some, some good fun low moments in there. There were some high moments. I, you know what? It's going to be a solid eight. Okay. Called a solid eight. So, yeah. what was the one thing that, if nothing else had happened, you still would have been worth going for? What's your top moment? Ah, well, there was one thing that happened, and uh, you see, see that right there? See that thing? That bucket? You see it on the that, shelf? That yeah. bucket Give there. That bucket. This bucket. Yeah. Camera. This yeah. bucket right here on Michael's shelf, <laughs> full of a bunch of dice. So, I've been in a bit of a gaming funk lately. Okay. <laughs> and at Gen Con, I, I definitely had some gaming funk moments there. But I realized something, that what I needed to do was go back to my roots and deal buckets of damage. <laughs> That's exactly what needed to happen, was dealing buckets of damage. And um, I got to do that in an X-Crawl game, and it was fantastic. Awesome. Go ahead and turn that around. I want to see my grape Laffy Taffy <laughs> issue. Buckets of damage. Yeah. More, buckets more, of damage. More damage than Pittsburgh has buckets. Right. That's right. <laughs> Pittsburgh ran out of buckets for all the damage. That and that was, was part of the X-Crawl game, correct? Yeah. Yes, it so was. So for anyone who isn't familiar, what is X-Crawl? Uh, it's um, it's a, a Dungeon Crawl classic setting. Um, basically, it is... Um, the elevator pitch would be that in the future, there are no professional sports there is dungeon crawling and it's a combination of uh american gladiators and wrestling and dungeon and uh dungeon crawling yep pretty much blade runner yeah blade yeah it's blade blade runner blade runner fantasy blade runner fantasy so, well you know, i was thinking of isn't it more like the running man running? with yeah. with schwarzenegger or no no yeah yeah, yeah running man my bad wow. okay okay mess that 10, one up 10,000 blade runner yeah, I was like, because one of you, and you said that, I'm like, yeah, what? one of you had said that before, and I was like, I don't remember Blade Runner at all then, because I was like, I don't, I don't understand how that works. So, okay, so we, we will, in fact, Harrison Ford's best movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, and we will circle over to your right. So, Rockstar, hello, hello. You, so you and you kind of, you know, jumped to the end. You've been to three Gen Cons now. So, scale one to ten, how did this one fare? Uh, I would probably say this was my best Gen Con experience, but that's probably because uh, <laughs> probably because of Michael. No, it's not. Uh, but probably because I 
I kind of knew what to do. Um, and then also, because of Michael and the person who he brought, another Michael, uh, I actually bought a lot of my tickets from them. Uh, and they kind of introduced me to the world of Cthulhu, which I went like deep ones deep yeah. with Cthulhu oh. stuff. I bought You everything. usually do that, Rocky. Yeah. Yep. So I got the Keeper book for 7th edition. Uh, and then I got... The guy there was great. It was... Because um, you were spending a lot of money. Is it Chaosism or... Chaosium. Chaosium. Yeah. Okay, so the guy there was great. Like He helped feed my new fetish. Um, he threw in some adventures for me because I got all the books and everything. And then I got the cards and, um, I actually got Lovecraft letter. Uh, and then because we like that, I got the premium edition of love letter, but the, it, we played Lovecraft letter like almost every day. I got it the first day on the Thursday, the first day of the actual con. And then we played it like every day either when we were eating or back at the hotel or whatever. So it was a great game. But I played in my first U2 Kick Cthulhu game, even though they'd been to a catacomb when it was out at uh, the lodge in Houston Woods. Uh, I, I ended up playing in that, and that was that was brilliant. I really enjoyed that. And they, they gave a packet, which I, I think I left at my house, but they gave a nice packet that had the, the starter rules. Uh, for the seventh edition Call of Cthulhu, which was really good. Uh, they also gave like coupons and they gave advertisements for different conventions and stuff like that. So it was. It yeah, was Chaosium good. supports them. They they get stuff to give away through their yeah. games. Which and is it's just probably, one of the many reasons to play yeah, their games. And I and I would say it's probably because they do such a good job. So like they they really know what they're doing. Like the the DM's running it. Like they they know the module that they're running. Like the uh, and we stuck to the time. And, um, which is always hard, like, especially, I don't book a lot of games, um, so it wasn't as big of a deal to me, but it was, it was really good to finish on time because it meant that you could get the other people who had finished on time. And then also, if you had another game, you could go to it. Um, and then probably my, one of my tied for my best experience as well was, uh, what are they? Grail Games. Uh, so, Kashgar, Merchants of the Silk Road. Was actually uh, he doesn't get paid. I don't actually, uh, but it's just a mask. Otherwise, there's my Vano. PayPal. I can tell you, flash out on the screen. Like, but the, um, but yeah, with Kashgar, I actually went to Grail Games to try to get this game because I it, it originally was in uh, German, and they were saying that they weren't going to put it over to English, and then finally, I think early last year or something like that, they, they finally agreed to, and then Grail Games picked it up and converted it to English. It's basically just an open deck builder where you, but it's also got three, you've got three decks, which are your merchants, and you have to build them up and stuff, and turns are really fast, uh, and the reason I like it is because when I went there, um, they were sold out the first day, because the first day I ended up getting in a Call of Cthulhu game, you're welcome. So I ended up missing it. They were sold out, which I figured would happen. Uh, so I went back the second day. And when I went back the second day, the guy actually remembered me. And he said um, they were getting more in the afternoon uh, at 3 o'clock. So he said, because I've been trying to get it and stuff, he said he would hold me a copy. Um, 
So if I came back at around three or whatever, and that's what he did. So when I got there, I ended up getting the game, which was really nice. So it was great of them to, I mean, it was really customer focused and I like that. And then we ended up playing the game, not that night, but the following night. And, uh, I really enjoyed it. So it's really fast. Like the turn, all you do on your turn is just pick one of your merchants to take a turn and then you put them at the end and you're done. So, and it goes like that until someone has 25 victory points and then it's over. So it's a quick game. And obviously it's quicker when you know what you're doing, but, uh, I don't, how long did it take us? Maybe an hour, hour and a half or something, but, six, uh, six, seven hours, at probably least. 12 with the backstory <laughs> I provided for each merchant. Yeah. But, uh, but no, it was really good. It was a good game. Uh, and then I also picked up good critters. Rocky, um, would you say the game's quicker than your recap? <laughs> yes. And then I also picked up good critters. So I'm on a mute. We will come back to you. What's the music? I'm not done yet. You're on But yeah, then sadly Michael hasn't even got to talk yet. Yeah, I picked up Good Critters, which is a great game, and haven't got to play it yet. But it's I really like Good Cop, Bad Cop, and it's kind of got some similarities and stuff. But it's really a completely different game. It's probably closer to Captain Gun. But all right, I'll be quiet. All right, and. To uh, your right, my left, uh, Michael, who has not been on the air in a while. I think you did last, did we do a recap last year? I think we did. We did it's probably because I was just talking. Probably, yeah. I'm a, uh, I'm never a got to it. Yeah. So, so you were, I think that's the last episode you were on. Yeah. And then before that, you were on a couple. So you, so you're not a, a known face to many of the people who will hear or listen to this. So give us the short pitch. Who is Michael? Uh, I've been gaming for 14 years. I started. Playing Dungeons and Dragons, uh, and then picked it up, and I was like, "Well, this is better than video games." Uh, and then just kept doing that for ever, and then I started GMing, and same same old story. And now I game like four times a week, like more than I should. Uh, four times more than you should, or four, four times four. more than you should. Four out of seven. Four, four out of seven Both days a week. All right, so uh, Tom says you need to talk into your mic more. Oh, here. I need to. I yeah, need to talk to my mic. Okay. Yes. I'll get really. Hi, Tom. I'll get com- very comfortable. We'll get very uh, Saturday night so- something theater. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll get back to Rocky's game corner. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, I did forget a game actually. But yeah. cool. I'm all bass in my voice, so it doesn't. It just doesn't. Figure all right. Out. So this is your fifth Gen Con, uh, I think. Six or seventh, I think. All right. So one to ten. How did this one rank? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with nine. All right, all worth right. a nine. So, so what was the the moment that if nothing else happened, that alone happened would have made it worth going. Game related, yes. PG PG thirteen okay, game related. Uh, so it's just like we we've talked about this for for I think a couple of years now. My favorite thing is the is the event. And I, I'm pretty romantic about gaming. Like I I think it's a good thing that people do. But uh, if it's an event, <clears throat> like finally seeing Brad get out of uh, do buckets of damage. That was great. We got into like a two-player game like nobody else showed up and it was just me and Brad and I was like he was worried about it and I'm like this is going to be perfect. Yeah. It was awesome. So we created a tag team duo of <laughs> the the Brewmaster and the American Clench. That's right. Uh, and it was just off the walls crazy. So that, that was good. But what, the, wait, wait, what end was the clench? Uh, like teeth end or My opposite? signature move was the oil drill. We're going to leave it at that. PG-13, people. PG-13. <laughs> yeah. Oil. Use it for stuff. Yeah, exactly. Houston uh, Oilers. It's a football team. Yeah, it's a, it's a team. 
so, but the the real greatest moment is is the con. Are so, they still a football team? No. Football <laughs> <laughs> <No>. team? <laughs> no. So the the real best thing is is the con. It's going to a place where, um, you know, I see so many people that are, uh, you know, sort of hampered by the the habit and like the the industry and like gamer shame is like going away. Some of that's happening. And like I had gamer shame when I was a jock and am a jock. Uh, and uh, seeing people that for four days, like it's all gaming, people are just better humans. They talk to you in the hallway. They talk to you in the elevator. It's not weird. It's sort of how being a human should be all the time. <laughs> um, and that's really the great part about Gen Con is going there and just being around people that are just have a passion for life and what they're doing at that moment. All right. Very, You're here. Very cool. Excuse me. <clears throat> so uh, for me... I'm going to say it probably was a nine. I think the, the first Gen Con, I don't know that anything will ever top that. Like it was kind of like you when I went there and I was like, you know, I'm around 60,000 people that are my people. I didn't have any gamer shame. It was just like, this is where I, I need to be and I belong was very eye opening, which again, I've said this many times, but a catacon exists solely for the reason that I had so much fun at that first Gen Con that I didn't want to wait a year to do it again. Uh, but this was a really good year. Uh, I had several good moments um there's well there's three that stick out and they're going to sound awful because they were all three of the events that i ran so i ran three events this year and again i know it sounds you're cool. a gm by heart though i am i love to gm i love to play games run games for people i love to give people things to do when i see people i've, I've presented a thing for them and they enjoy doing it that that pushes a lot of buttons for me uh so we did our gming panel that i did this year with shane and victoria uh, we sold out. We had we supposed to have 200 people show up. I think we got close to 100, but it still was by far the biggest audience I've ever had for one of our DMing panels. It went really, really well. Everybody laughed at the right places, and they nodded along at the right places. Uh, Shane and Victoria both did a fabulous fabulous job, and I just think that we, we probably help people go back to their table and run games, which is what we're trying to do. Um, and then I ran uh, Scooby-Doo Dread, which is kind of my go-to event at cons. I uh, had a great group. And it might, I don't know if it's the best group, but it was definitely one of the best groups. They all were just so good in character. Uh, it ended in a great way, had, had a ton of fun. But probably my favorite event is when I ran uh, Dragon Spine, which is that module I'm sort of working on, hopefully to publish one day. Uh, I only had three people show up. It's supposed to be a four-player game. It was a father and his two kids. Uh, so father was an old-school gamer, been gaming you know since like second editions, close to my age around there. Uh, his younger son was probably, I'm going to say eight or nine, though I'm terrible at doing ages. He's probably older than that. And the other son was a couple years older. It was the first 5e game for any of them and was the first RPG ever for the youngest son. And it, the, the Dragon Spine Adventure is designed for new players. So it was just me. We actually even had the room to ourselves. So we're like in a room at the JW, no one else in there. So we could, you know, just kind of take over in a way. I didn't feel like anyone else was talking and, you know, kind of covering my voice. So I was able to just kind of really laid back and just let them run the game, which is one of the things I try to do now. I would say, you know, what does it look like when you did that? Why did you fail? Cause you shouldn't have failed or what does your spell look like? And these kids and that, that dad were just fabulous. I had so much fun. It ended in a, just a, the perfect way. And as we were packing up the youngest kid, I heard him say to his dad, that's exactly what I thought D and D should be. 
and I was just like my heart, you know, like <laughs> swelled and grew I, ten times that day. Exactly. The the only thing that would have been better if he had said that was better than I thought it could have been. Okay. That's the only thing that would have taken it. But I absolutely. Uh, I think you're still giving him notes. Yeah, absolutely. It's, and if it had <laughs> ended in a total party kill like that, that's probably a downer too. Yeah, that would have been a downer too. <laughs> um, which again just reinforces my belief that that is a good module that I do need to keep working on it someday to publish. Um, but my other moment, and I'm sure everyone here probably will, will follow along, is when we played the Choose Your Own Adventure game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> this is, this is, and this is, House this of is Danger. my part of Gen Con. That encapsulated did. in one moment. Yeah. So we were playing a game called Choose Your Own Adventure that uh, Brad's good friend Chris uh, had bought. Which I've now ordered off Amazon, but it's apparently coming through Mordor because it's not showing up oh, all October. Oh, that's what's coming through <laughs> that's coming, Mordor. Yeah, through Mordor. Okay. Yeah, and it's basically, you know, it's, it's choose your own adventure in a, in a game form. And we were having a good time. We were laughing and, you know, we had so many people, we were doing votes and I, I think we were just being animated enough that we drew people's attention. So this lady who came over who none of us had known before just basically walked up and said, what are you playing? And, you know, we we're like, we're playing this game. And then we just sort of absorbed her into the group for probably a good half hour. She was there uh, participating. Well, <laughs> well, most of that was one particular right. reason you're yeah. going to get to. Yeah, so one of the things that you do in this game that's different than the actual Choose Your Own Adventure is you have challenges. And sometimes if you want to go through a certain way or do a certain thing, you have to roll a die. You have to get a certain number. And if you fail, something happens. If you succeed, something else happens. And to the point that we got to her turn, we had always passed, like easily. It wasn't even it wasn't challenges. We roll, we, we got it. And I think she even said, I'm not good at rolling. Right yeah. now, it's it's fine. You would need a two or something. Nobody believed her. So she proceeds to fail. And it's, it's not a big deal. You know, This particular challenge, you're allowed to try again. Not all of them you can't, but this one you're allowed to try as many times as you want. But every time you fail, you kind of move along this like bad sort of track on the game. If you get too far, it can be bad for you. So we're like, okay, just roll again. It's fine. She failed again. So now it, the difficulty is getting harder. So now she has to roll like a four. We're like, well, you know, come on. three Three times. Failed again. You did. So then I think we cycled all the way on the bad track and it went back to the lower number, but then like we had something else part of the game was now bad for us. So we're like, we'll keep going. Failed again. <laughs> and so at this point it became like a matter of principle. Like yeah. we're like, no, we're not stopping yeah. until you succeed. We forced her to keep rolling. She wanted to leave and so we, badly. We started like <laughs> clapping going one more time, one more time. And she tried again, failed, tried again, failed. On the seventh roll, finally success. And then it was like the, the best roll of D20 in the right moment. The whole table erupted. Like everyone at that table, it's like eight of us or nine of us, we're all just like, ah, and stand up shouting. And it was just like that moment was so much fun. It, again, like you said, it encapsulates what Gen Con is about. Um, and I think that was probably my actual true favorite moment yeah. of the con. It's really good. And it was great because you could see, I was watching her face, you could see the emotional roller coaster that she was on <laughs> with these die rolls. Yeah, so she was beside me, so I couldn't see her face. Who are all I these just, strange guys and I, why do they want me around here? I'm terrible still. Yeah, I was like, oh, I, thought, I was like, why are they letting me keep up? Just go for broke. Yeah. And by the end of it, the cheer, like, she's like, oh, I'm in for 30 minutes. Yeah, she's there. <laughs> and, and just slightly below that, because, uh, because when you play the game, you draw a card and the card you read it just like in the book and, you know, and then it has an option for doing left or right or, whatever. So we were going around the table letting people take turns reading. And for some reason that I, to this day, don't understand and maybe never will, 
When it got to Brad's turn, he dropped into a British accent for some reason. I, I don't know what that was about. And you were holding your drink, and you kind of held it up almost like an English lord. Oh, of course. It was, just, like, oh, it, was oh, just I, it was just like, like I even looked, I think I looked at her and said, did he just go British? Like, what's going on here? But We, we learned that Brad needs to drink more when he's <laughs> doing games here at the Academy so that he does that kind of thing more often. Maybe, it was brilliant. Yeah. Well, I really get into noisy, like, noisy person cards and do... Pretty, pretty good. With yeah. That, so. so that that was absolutely a great moment. I did forget my second favorite. All right. Part of it, which is listening to your story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna circle we'll back get to there. That. But like, I want it known that I love these stories. I I really agree. I okay. Get a lot out of them. All right. So we'll we'll go back the other way. We'll start with you, Michael. So um, lessons learned. Anything that you're going to try to do differently, or do more of, or avoid in future Gen Cons. So. Uh, yeah, I, I have. I need to do more of the weird stuff, the stuff that you can only do at Gen Con. And I've been saying that for years. And then, like, what, what ends up happening is I end up signing for games, and I'm like, oh, all these games that I like. And then I end up doing all those games, and I'm like, and like these are games that I like. I need to be doing something that I don't like, or that like, you've not, never experienced I've never before. Experienced before that I, maybe I like it because I'm always trying to push whatever envelope. I even ask like my players that I've been gaming with for six years. Whenever we start a new camp- campaign or character, I was like. What, what ruts am I in? Like, what haven't I played? Like, just give me something. So, that's one. Do more weird, I'm going to call it weird stuff. Because there's a lot of, like, unique and weird and interesting stuff to do at, at Gen Con. Like Transformer Homebrews. Like, yeah. Yeah, like Transformer Homebrews. Which apparently was phenomenal. Because yeah. I had more seats than I expected every game. Because <laughs> I'm normally just like, Cthulhu, Intrigue. <laughs> All right, done. Yeah. Um, that, I need to definitely, and we've said this for like, I don't know. You actually did this year, so congrats. A little. Sort of. Yeah. But I need to, like, literally not schedule anything for a day or, like, not schedule anything from six on and say, like, well, that's friend time. Because by now we have Gen Con friends, yeah. people that I only see there. Spend more time doing stuff with friends. Like, some of the most fun we have is just, like, that. Yeah, it was at the lobby and playing the lobby, games. Just, you know, having a drink and, and playing a, a game. Yeah. Um, after, like, a long day of playing games. Um, yeah, I, I overbooked again, but then. Yeah. About a week left, I'm like, nope, and I canceled several of my games. I did return them, so I just didn't. I didn't do just a no show. Um, sorry, um, I had a question about Ben, but just yeah, I, I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna leave my evenings free, mm-hmm. and I'm so glad I did. Absolutely, right. that again, the, the moment in the lobby was like the best part. So, absolutely, 100. percent I want to do more of that again. Like those, are, yeah, those are probably the two good things. And I said it last year, and I did it, which is I'm gonna get a bed. Finally, and I finally was in a bed for the first time, <laughs> like the whole time. I've got had like a bed, but normally I have to like go out the world and find a bed if I wanted one. Yeah, I finally was in a bed at Gen Con. So. All right, so Rocky, what about you? Lessons learned, do different. I, I think mine would probably be pretty similar, and that is just to try the new things because I. Um, well, every time you try something, you buy everything. So you yeah. can't afford well, to try well, too many new things. that's the thing, though. But I, I specifically remember on the Thursday night, um, I had did, on Thursday morning, I did two Call of Cthulhu games. And uh, I did one in the morning session, and then I did one that started at, I think, one. So I had like an hour break, which is perfect because I got something to eat and everything. But uh, I remember that night, because uh, I was not in a bed, uh, but I had brought like a foam mattress and everything. Like, it was perfect. I was better off on the floor. So what I did was I remember the very first night uh, I, I was on third shift. So I stayed up till about two in the morning the first night. And I actually put my phone. I turned the light on my phone and I put it into the, the mattress, the bed that was beside me. 
and I stayed up reading the <laughs> quick start rules for uh, Call of Cthulhu, and it just kind of took me back to when I first learned about Dungeons and Dragons and like got into just role playing in general and stuff. And I just I loved it. Like it was a, I mean it was a very lonely night. <laughs> but, but it was good it was, it was good like just that experience of and I think it just goes back to like trying new things because like, I'd never tried I love Call of Cthulhu I love H.P. Lovecraft he's probably my favorite author I actually went back and now I've been listening to the audiobooks and stuff and I've got the omnibus on Audible and so I've just been going back and listening to them and yeah it's been really good this might be so, my new favorite Gen Con moment is re- reinvigorating this this Cthulhu. Oh, it was it was slow. it was great and like the just I'm sitting there reading by my phone and I was like it was old school but except it wasn't a candle it was a phone but it was just great like reading it and like the the rule set and everything I like and just the games I played in I really enjoyed so yeah right. I'd say that's what it is just making sure you do something that you... We also did the escape room, which was really yeah. nice. Yeah, I was on and I never, I never did an escape room. I did one before, but I never did one there. And so, yeah, that was really nice, too. So, All right. So, but, Brad, what about you? Lessons learned. Who difference? Lessons learned. Mm-hmm. Plan better this year because my, my prep for Gen Con was virtually zero, um, which is unlike me because I'm a planner and a prepper person, like, you know, when I run games or whatever. Um. Totally unprepared for. I uh, see. I didn't. I didn't even look at the schedule after we booked um, whatnot. So I just need to build more time out to actually get ready and not pack the night before and be running around last minute. So um, yeah, that's major rule number lesson for Jack right. next year. All right, and then Ryan, Tom wanted you to talk a little bit specifically about the running games to pay your way and then running so many games. Like, how did that affect your Gen Con? So you want to answer that first or second to your do different? Uh, let me do a second. Okay. Um, so my do different things. First one is um, have exact times for your games, which would lead into Tom's question, and we'll cover that in a second. Um, but when I scheduled with the company that paid for my way to be there, um, I just said, these are the games I got to run. This is the number of games you need me to run. I don't care when you schedule them. Throw them in there. And it worked, um, but I had games early in the morning, and then I'd have a huge break all day, and then late at night, um, which wasn't the best. It wasn't terrible. Some of my roommates had worse times. Um, but uh, pick your times. Be more exact about what times I want to run games. Um, and the second thing I learned is uh, believe your roommates when they say they snore. <laughs> um, or bring earplugs, if that's the case. Look, every CVS sells the wax earplugs. You go buy, go buy them. They come in like a little pack. Go to ask, ask them if you don't know what they are. Yeah. Buy the wax ones. Don't buy the foam ones. Because I'm not a snorer, but I know a lot of people that sound like two chainsaws fighting. Oh my god, it was so bad. Like I was like, nah, I'll be all right. I, I mean, as a fireman, plenty of guys snored. No, man, it, like jackhammer next to me. Yeah. It was so bad. Uh, one of the guys even slept in my car. <laughs> oh, one of the nights because he's like, I can't take it. I got to get some sleep. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, went down to the lobby, uh, the parking garage, slept in the car, um, and uh, got like four hours of sleep. Better than next to the guy with the dueling chainsaws. It was uh, horrible. Yeah, I'm I'm completely deaf in my left ear if I take off my device. So usually I can just like put my right ear against the pillow, and it's almost like I'm 
deaf at that point, you know, because I can't hear it all this way. And we have someone within our group who snores in a way that can defeat me there. So I usually bum one of Michael's. I just only need one, but I usually yeah. bum one of your uh, earplugs when uh, that person is with us. Yeah, Anytime. they rock. Anytime, brother. <laughs> um, so those are my those are my do differently. But to so to get back to Tom's question, um, the uh, we had a um, a game group here that's traditionally Warhammer games. Um, and uh, they've got a pretty good fan base and a pretty good setup, and they expanded to, and from what I was told and what I saw, they were the largest non-vendor, non-exhibitor floor space in all of Gen Con, um, which was huge, um, actually. We had like a whole, almost a whole, it seemed like a quarter of one of the halls, the gaming halls. Um but they run Warhammer. They expanded to do board games and they expanded to do RPGs. I was one of the people that they got to do RPGs. So um, in return for running um, X amount of hours, which I think it was like 200 hours worth of basically butts in chairs, counting myself, um, they paid for my hotel trip and my badge for the entire weekend. Uh, I was only responsible for getting there and my food, um, which worked out great, saved me a ton of money. Uh, I will probably do it again because it saved me a ton of money. Um, and now that I've done it for a year, I kind of know what I'm looking for. But it's um, if you're in the Cincinnati area, um, find Tom, find myself, um, find Cincinnati Arsenal Gaming. And if you're a GM and you want to experience Gen Con, try it. Um, pretty good group. They are. Uh, we've got some friends within the group now that do different stuff for the Academy. They're considering coming to our show, so it's not like I'm leaving or anything like that yeah. just uh i was um i was mer- i was a mercenary for my skills otherwise for a period of time for four days so to interrupt you so when you say like 200 hours do you mean like if you run a game for five hours like each person is five hours so it'd yep. be like yeah. 20 years counting myself each that, person or? at the table was five hours and that would be like 25 hours for one game okay. so i had yeah. uh, i think honestly um, the way they said it is we'd like you to hit 200 hours, but, um, in all reality, because they're Warhammer and their games take all day and they sold a God awful number of seats. Um, they probably had most of us covered with mm-hmm. what they did, uh, time wise. Um, I think I hit like 160 something hours, yeah, and, but I, I ran five games, um, that ran five hours a piece. I did sell, I actually did have more players at every table than what I was supposed to, so I'm pretty sure that I was close yeah. to 200. Um, but uh, it was a really good, it was a really good uh, way to get there. Um, it worked out really well. Um, the group was really well planned. They had everything organized and thought out. It, they made it really simple. Yeah, those the premier groups. Um, they have an arrangement with Gen Con. I don't know all the ins and outs, but basically, they tell Gen Con we're going to provide, you know, 2,000 player hours. And Gen Con gives them number of badges, number of hotel rooms and space. And then they are responsible for finding the GMs to actually facilitate those games. We had uh, 10 hotel rooms with at least four people in every room. So, I mean, we had plenty of people that we we brought. Um, And and I didn't do it this time, but I think it was the last time I went to Gen Con. Yeah, you did for Baldwin Games. Yeah, I worked with Baldwin Games, and and that was great. You can look them up. Uh, They only run... Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition, though, uh, and they do all the Adventure League stuff, yep. and they do something similar. Uh, they do it where I had to do two two RPG slots, which were I, th- I want to say four hours each, maybe five hours each. So 
you had to run two of those slots, plus you had a... They had a... This was... I'll expedite it. There was math involved. Well, no, there was no, there was, and th- and then there was one event that was like it was like a special Saturday event that was uh, supposed to be like a kind of like a season finale for the Adventure League, and so you, you they really wanted you to do that one <clears throat> plus at least two more, and with that you got uh, your badge paid for, which that year I think it was like seventy nine dollars, and then you also um, you could also get a hotel room i think if you ran another two more sessions or something like that so yeah. i mean it's pretty good and you got to pick them and stuff so uh when i when i did it with them it was good like they sent me my badge and uh it was still the same thing where you can sign up for events and all that kind of stuff so, so i mean it was, it was a pretty good thing if like you, you if you can't get there on your own yeah, so like the moral yeah. is if you're a gm and you're good at it you, you can, more into the mic you can if you're a gm and you're good at it there's there's, there's what, there are ways to get there. there, but I do want to say again, this is I don't want to get into naysaying, but that the one of the things that we will do at a catacomb because I don't like the way that's set up is it incentivizes having more people at the table. Like it's it doesn't like it doesn't make sense for you to run a game for three people because you're only getting eighteen hours versus seven people. Um, well, and, 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 and well, it doesn't always work that no, way. Uh, well, and when I when I when I logged my games, I said I'll run a game for five people, which is a pretty comfortable level for fifth edition, which is what the system right. is I was running. It just turns out that people heard about my games. I had returning players, and I ended up with, uh, right. after the first day, I had six or more people at my table right. every time. And, yeah, exactly. But even yeah, well, like I'm not going to turn anybody away. Right. We oh, want to be inclusive here at right. RPG Academy. That's part of what we do. So it's if it. there was a chair at my table, sit right. down and play and have fun. So, so and, this is Michael personally. I don't like playing in games with more than five players. I'll do six, but I don't like it. I, I did a 4E game with eight. And I've been, I like three or four. And, I've been players, and that's insane. And play, played in games that had up to eight for that very reason, because the DM got incentivized to have eight players because it's more player hours. So I get it. I'm not saying it's a bad way, way of doing it, but at Catacon, we don't incentivize player hours. If you want to get a GM badge, you just have to run two things. It doesn't matter whether it could be two people at the table, it could be a panel, it doesn't matter. So there's no player hour incentive just and because we I'm afraid. still get enough people to show up. Exactly. So well, there's nothing. Yeah. There. Um, so for me, a couple couple lessons learned there. One, I didn't do the official Catacon meet and greet on Wednesday this year. And surprisingly, I had quite a few people sort of uh, wish that I had, that you know they kind of wanted there to be one. But the problem is that it's so much freaking work. Uh, one, Gen Con is not helpful at all because most there's not really a lot of events on Wednesday that aren't trade day so they're they really don't want to give you space anyway so I always have to fight them with it um, and then no one has their tickets because they're all on will call so everybody shows up gets in the will call line and half the people who signed up to, to come don't end up showing up because they're still on will call line and uh, and it's just like the hassle of moving all the games over because usually we're as far freaking away from the hotel as you can get and I'm carrying boxes and boxes and boxes of games so this year I thought well we'll just do it more casually, you're going to be at the hotel. I'll bring just a couple bags of games, which was good, but then hardly almost no one showed up. So I think next year I might go back to doing the official event, but me not bring any games. I'd like maybe like two, like Hanabi and one other game, because that's the part that sucks. Got to be Hanabi. But I have Hanabi. So just tell people, if you want to bring something, you bring it. I'm not going <laughs> to provide the open game library, because that's the part that sucks so much. Um, which is sharing a game, which is a good thing. Exactly. Uh, and then, yeah, definitely... Canceling those games 
and so having my evenings free was probably the, my favorite thing that I did there. I did try a bunch of new stuff, which is my goal. I played in several games I'd never played before, uh, new systems, that kind of thing. Um, I got to play in Basic Fantasy, which I don't think is a very good system, but I had, it was probably my favorite game because the GM was fabulous and the game was fabulous, but the, the system itself had nothing to do with how much fun I was having. It's just the group. I got to play in um, High Plains Samurai. I ended up buying that because um, I thought it was very interesting. I'm still not sold on the system, but I, there's a lot about it that I enjoy, so I'm kind of mining it for ideas. Um, yeah, but but I ended up canceling a Tales from the Loop game, which I really wanted to play in, but it was at night. And then I got to play... Um, afraid of the dark. No, I'm not afraid of the dark because... <laughs> what was it? Oh, Ten Candles. Oh, yeah. so it was, so it was it's Seven Candles, but then it became Six Candles. So I got some friends of the podcast... Uh, Rich and Taylor in particularly, and they always do an Airbnb. That's how they get like 12 people. They get an Airbnb and everybody sleeps there. And um, it's a kind of a running joke that they always have a Airbnb with a murder basement. It's like this just creepy basement. And this one in particular had like a super creepy murder basement. And so we played seven candles, became six because one of them went out right away. And according to the rules, that happens, you're screwed. So I played six candles in a murder basement with all the lights off except for the actual candles themselves. Uh, which I've been wanting to play for a long time, and that was recorded. I don't know yet who's editing and who's releasing it, but I know it was recorded at some point, so there might be a chance of people hearing that. So I got to do a bunch of interesting stuff. We got to do the escape room. I was actually very disappointed in the escape rooms. I, I didn't think they were that great. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, particularly for, for the price. for the well, it really wasn't the price necessarily because it, it's what it would cost you if you did two escape rooms. But yeah. we did them at the same time. Getting there was a hassle. The air conditioning on the bus. We were in a, like a, yeah. a bra- stripper bus. Stripper bus. Or, was, you know, you know uh, what's it? Party bus. Party, party, party bus. Party limousine is what yeah. they called it. Um, and then we had too many people, so they had to call another one. So then we got there, started getting there late. And again, for some reason, when we were driving, the air conditioning went off. So it was on while we were sitting there. But as soon as we started driving, it went off. And it was miserable hot. The best part was you when they asked your quota the driver, of people. can you turn it on? He pulls over, gets out. Does and somehow something. it comes on? Like, and, yeah, we're like, why is it controls for it out there? Apparently, and then on the <laughs> way, on. Yeah. on the way back, <laughs> he turned it on, and then we hit a bump, and it went off, and he was off for the rest of the trip. Yeah. Uh, and then so we got there late, so we got back a little bit late, which you know, kind of, I, th- I had a time frame yeah. which got thrown off. How was the brunch? Uh, it was terrible, mediocre at best. See, here's the thing: it ate. came with alcohol, and, yeah. and that's, that's where I get hosed because yeah. I didn't pay for. A muffin and eggs. I paid for two drinks, but I don't drink. All I and drink I was water. Even... So I paid $12 for two bottles of water. That the... probably would have been the one time you should have done it. And I had a Coke. So, yeah. Yeah. It was, so it was, yeah. Um, that was a waste. Of I'm glad I did it, but I don't feel the need to ever do it again. Uh, I didn't think the rooms were that great. And, um, yeah. And it took up way too much time. So I'm glad I did it, but I won't do it again. So those are probably my two big Now, I did away. see that there are escape rooms at the convention center. There's escape rooms everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Kind of but, but we wouldn't have had to actually oh. travel if we went to those. The, yeah. This one was about a half hour away, and it was $82. 84 Or $84, which included your bus ride out there, the escape room, the brunch, and then another escape room, and then the ride back. 2019. Yep. So it's just... I don't know. I think that's yeah. too much. Uh, I've, when I've done escape rooms, they've been like $20, $22. And I understand they have to compensate for getting the bus and the Ubers and all right. that stuff. But, yeah. yeah. So again, glad I did it. Won't do it again. Yeah. All right. So I want to crisscross now. So I'm going to go to Brad. <clears throat> food. Any favorite food moments or bad food moments, I guess? I ate great food. The food trucks were fantastic. Um, geez. Uh, what what I mean? We got some awesome barbecue sundaes. They were yeah. like mac and cheese um, with like 
barbecue on top. What was? Do you know the truck? Like throw my shout out. Uh, wild pig. Yeah, like something wild, wild or boar or something, something like boar. that. Yeah, some of that theme. It's you know what, folks. It's on my Twitter and my <laughs> Instagram, and I hashtagged it. So look it up. Yep. It's fantastic. Um, honestly, I had great food the whole time. I you know I I don't have Michael's curse of terrible food at Gen Con, but um, it, I was I was very yeah. happy. I go out of my way to try to eat good food, so mm-hmm. I, I'm bitterly disappointed when it's not good food. Right, right. Yeah. All right. So what about you, Rocky? Any uh, any food? I think probably I didn't have any bad food either, but I think my best experience was probably the very first day when uh, you had booked the Weber Grill or whatever. Yeah, Weber, 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 Weber. Weber. But you had booked that, and uh, I think the um, weight person that we had just made it. Like, he was really good, super attentive. Like, he talked to us and stuff and was just normal. Mm -hmm. And so it was really good, like, not to feel like, the game shame thing like there was none of that there was no judging and my food was really good i got a what i have i had like you had, a big you had the sampler, sampler, had sampler. The sampler yeah. plus two well, or something <laughs> and i said add it for another person but that other person's me <laughs> yeah. and uh that sounds like something too, i would do so that's embarrassing but yeah. it was good it was like ribs and yakitori sticks or and there's nothing like going to like an upscale all restaurant kinds of stuff. and pulling out like like Hanabi or Art of War, yeah. like yeah, yeah, we're playing. Yeah. The drinks are like seventeen dollars here, but we're gonna we're gonna play. And then I also kept Hooters in business because I went there probably four or five times. Like I do really like the wings, and it was good. Does your so. wife watch the show? <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's right. a disservice though, because I, on the other hand, like Brad, had great food. Um, food trucks were phenomenal. I tried some um, some different things. We had. Uh, I did have some, uh, killer tacos. Uh, the, the barbecue Sunday was fantastic. The noodles, <coughs> island noodles, which is usually a hit. I did have those late at night, uh, which was good, but I had, uh, I had pearls, it was pearls pizza or something like that. Just a little tiny mom and pop pizza place, literally in a dark alley. Um, <laughs> that was, it was a, uh, it was like a service place. You everybody that was getting off work was coming there. So you knew it had to be decent food. Um, two just enormous slices of pizza, New York style, um, pizza for relatively cheap drinks were good. I mean, it was, um, no bad food except for the stuff that I brought and ate walking to my games for breakfast. (laughs) Yeah. That Giordano's pizza we had was really good too. Yeah. Giordano's was was pretty good. All right. So Michael food, I know you have at least one not okay story. Like, so all the, all the, I come from a cooking family and like all the food was mediocre at best because it's all purchased out. Because nothing is as good as home cooking, so that's that's pretty much a standard no matter where I am. I mean, it has to be like something really amazing to be good food. Well, I don't think anybody's going to argue that point. Yeah. So. Which is why you know I normally you know drink my dinners <laughs> elsewhere. So Embassy Suites, uh, free drinks from what five to seven for yeah. people that that uh, for guests for guests. Yeah, so you can't just show up there, but no. we had that's where our room was. Yeah, so that's a that's a yeah. good thing. Shout out Embassy Suites. It's like six years I've been going to you. Yeah. You guys I figured I'll give you a shout out. Yeah, how was the presidential suite this year? We Pretty did nice. we're into the presidential suite. It's very swanky. Yeah, dogs barking upstairs if you can hear that, sorry. The dogs were not in a presidential suite. I just suite. gotta get like the six other guys out of the room. Yeah. Then you actually be the presidential suite. Yeah. Um so we went back to the Weber Grill. I Last year, I had their French onion soup, and it was the best French onion soup I ever had. I've been talking about this French onion soup for a year. It could never live up to it. 
It's like twenty exactly. It's like twenty percent of our conversation on the way up. Yeah. yeah. So Rocky's one hundred percent right. Like <laughs> it was good, but it did not match my memory. Like it did right. not live up to the expectations. But it was still good. So good that I went back the next day and got a. I just got French onion soup. Uh, but my favorite food is I went to the Brazilian steakhouse. It was expensive. But oh my god, it was good. Fuck yeah. I would, if I say that, it, we're not PG-13 anymore. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was really, really good. Definitely, I think next year that will be my reservation place instead of Weber. Because Weber's right next to the hotel. I can jump in there and get the super What do you order at the... It's it's all-you-can-eat meat. Oh, okay. They just bring around skewers. And, uh And, again, yeah. and it was as much as you want. I would have made my money back there. Oh, it was, <laughs> yeah. I, I they're, all, they're always good. It was, see, that's the fundamental difference between Michael and, and most of Brad and myself, particularly, that do the, the food trucks. I like doing that kind of stuff. We get them uh, probably once a day, a different truck at work in the summer. Um, I like trying to see what different styles are and different things like that. You would prefer to sit down and have a meal. Yep. No 100%. problem with that. I just... It's also ex- more expensive that way. It is more expensive, but um, I'm also a fat dude, and I sweat like crazy. Uh, so I'm standing out in the sun in 90-degree weather waiting for food. That is not good for anyone else who has to deal with me yeah. later that day. <laughs> so I like to go in an air-conditioned place, sit down, and eat a good meal. All good points. We went to the beer garden, got beer, then went and oh. got it stood in line. So it was much more tolerable. And then we got more beer. So yeah, we, got, we didn't really yeah. notice. All yeah. right. So one last question. Uh, trip around Rocky's kind of already gone, but anything that you purchased, any like what you know, your your big game, your big RPG game, or anything that you bought there that you're excited about, that you brought home. It's okay if it's nothing. Nothing. I'd like I purchased a, I purchased a good time at Gen Con. Per, that's I, fine. Ha- I have stuff that I didn't cover that I'll take in his. So, time. so just just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just pick, <laughs> pick one. What, what was your one thing that you bought that you're most excited about? I'm assuming it's Call of Cthulhu at all. Pro- yeah, probably Call of Cthulhu, just because. It's a art, it's a role playing game, so you can always do whatever you want with it. Whereas like this game, it's that game. It's that game. That game. Yeah. Yeah. Brad, did you buy anything this year? I didn't buy anything for myself. I bought two stuffed dragons for my girls, and that was it. And uh, a piece of jewelry for my wife, and that was it. Nice. And Ryan. Um, Well, we already flashed the the Transformers. Uh, There's one of the characters. Um, I have two boys, five and seven, who I am. Impatiently waiting to get into gaming, so I bought uh, Monk Cook's No Thank You Evil. Um, I'm playing that tomorrow with my kids. They, I, they've been requesting it for weeks. I am reading the rules so I can run it. My uh, it's been rules. sitting on my kitchen table, um, and my five year old's like, "Dad, can we play this? Dad, can we play this?" And I'm like, "I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying." Uh, so you know, busy dad life. Um, and then um, I bought the just released a Gen Con expansions for Dragonfire, uh, which I am super excited about. Um, and then I think I bought one uh, thing from, uh, I forget the name of the company, which is really bad because I had the guy sign it, um, <laughs> but it, but it was a, it's a fifth edition kind of expansion for players that like to harvest creatures after they kill them. It gives you alternate roles for things you can create with the creatures oh, okay. and um, different maybe feats or items that you can use to beef up, things like that. Um, so I have one player in particular, my home game that, that really likes to do that. And, uh, I thought that'd be perfect for him. So just a lot of nice little supplement. Was yeah. it Follow's Guide to Monsters or? Nope. I own that already. No, this was, um, I want to say Cobalt Press. Yeah, Does Co- that sound right? Co- yeah, I think it is. Um, I know what that, you're about. that team. Yeah. The guys that did, um, the same guy that did uh, Tome of Beasts. Yeah, Tome of Beasts, Creature it's Compendium. Cool yeah, yeah, Cobalt yeah, Press. So it was like from a the. Huge party yeah, it was. Creator. Yeah, in fact, I I stopped at their booth because I saw the Tome of Beasts and I was like, well, I haven't even got through all the way through the you know yeah. 
cover 50% of the monsters of the Monster Manor. I'll hold off on this, but this looks really cool. And it turned out to be, oh, yeah, hey, how you like that? Yeah, that's cool. Let me show you some things. Oh, by the way, my name's in the front of the book. I wrote it. Was it Wolfgang Bauer? Uh, no, his name was Daniel. Something. Oh, uh, yeah. I interviewed both of them recently on the show. Um, but, Dan uh, Dylan, yeah. Dan Dillon. Yes. Uh, so really, really cool people there. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I was, got him to sign it and plan on using it. Um, so, yeah, all good stuff. So I actually, sorry, I actually met the guy who did Scythe, and he Scythe. actually did a, like, Scythe, what do you guys call yeah, it? Yeah, Scythe. Okay, well, there's one called My Little Scythe, <laughs> and it's a targeted towards kids that are, I think, eight and up or something like that, and uh, I took pictures of all the stuff, and I've, I've already checked my game st- local game store, they have it, so uh, I'll probably be getting that too, just because it it's... It just looked really good, and it looked really player friendly, like to get like younger kids into the game and stuff like that. And the, just the way it all worked, it looked really good. Talking to him about it, it was good because he could answer like questions, oddly yeah. weird questions that I had. So, and then the mainstream game I got was called Visitor. Yep, pretty, it was pretty easy. Uh, all it was was this alien had crashed. It's ET. The it's ET the board game. I don't know. I've never played that, but it, <laughs> it, it, I have. Uh, was it Outbreak or whatever? Uh, Outpost. Third, third one. It's basically the thing. The, it's fun. The, the yeah, thing, yeah. Yeah. Oh it's, no, it's that's really not what this is. No, no. But I'm saying it's basically the, it, that's ET the game. That's the thing. The game. Oh yeah. So this is a the, the alien just makes up a rule of things that can pass through the. Uh, oh I, yeah, I've heard about that, and you have to try to figure out what the yeah. rule so is. You, you give the alien, like you play as like the FBI or the CIA, or you can be the little kid that tries to help the alien. Yeah, and so the alien wants it to be easy enough to where the kid can figure it out, but hard enough to where the right. they figure it out. So before. you try to put something through, and like it could be like a red horse. It goes through. Did it go through because it was red? Because it was a horse? Because it's an animal? Because it's alive? Because yeah. it had four it had legs? Hair or, yeah. yeah. And so, so you try to figure out, okay, that went through, that didn't, and you're trying to yeah. get what the rule is. And so the the rule we did, when we did it, uh, she said, if it had a full circle in the picture. So, and the other guys figured it out way quicker than I did. But the, <laughs> I, I was like, oh, it's kind of round. And I, I had the round thing, but I didn't realize the full circle, full circle. thing. But because there was like a pizza slice. And I was like, well, that's not a full circle. But then there was pepperoni on it, and it had a full – so, yeah. But it was it's, – it's fun. And it's available at Target. The The woman there told me We're she thought it would be $25, <laughs> and it was only 20 Oh, it, nice. Like, I've actually checked at Target to see if when? they have it. We're not sponsored uh, by Target again. Yeah, we're not sponsored by Target. Um, so. So I was going to mention No Thank You Evil. I'm, I've said it before, but I did the Kickstarter for that. So when the game showed up, I pretend like I didn't know who sent it. And I'm like – like what is this like the boys came over and i'm like who sent us this game so they they think to this day that that someone just randomly sent us no thank you evil and for us to play i don't know why but i thought that was funny. well for their dad who has a ton of board games on it makes complete sense yeah so but they they think it's funny. we do play that a lot i know all the rules so basically they tell me what to do they roll d6 and that's it yeah i didn't i didn't even know they had expansion stuff for it i was like just going there for the bottom i'm like oh man yeah, I did the like i had to res- i had to resist the urge to yeah. buy all the, the things so i i go to gen con every year to buy stuff like i am that person i'm the reason why the vendor hall is as big as it is and as expensive as it is um so obviously i i could not go without getting legendary this is the game that i, I buy every expansion for even the ones that aren't good uh so this is the marvel studios 10 year anniversary it's basically the core set again except instead of using artwork they're now just using images from the movie so it's chris evans as captain america and scarlett johansson as black <laughs> widow and it comes with a play mat which is the number one reason why i wanted it 
because the old core version has that cardboard flip out, which is awful to try to carry around and it's falling apart. So by buying that, I got a new. Most importantly for Michael, it says phase one. Oh yeah, there will be more. He knows. So, but here's the thing: if you look at the um, the the picture, it's supposed to be phase one. Um, Chris or Chris, uh, Chris Pratt is on there for Guardians of the Galaxy, the movie. There is no Guardians of the Galaxy cards in there at all. So the box is, in fact, misleading. But it was well uh, worth the price. Well, uh, yes, because Doctor Strange is on the side of the box. There's Chris Pratt. Yep. Uh, there's Groot over and there. None of them are actually in the, the game itself. Yep. Uh, I also got the Sentinel Comics RPG Quick Starter Rules. Um, I'm, I love superhero RPGs. I'm always on the lookout for new ones and good ones, and I've heard good things about this one. I haven't dove too far into the rules. It, it's kind of like a Cortex Plus-ish game. The lead designer is Cam Banks, who designed Cortex. Uh, so it's not surprising that it has something to do with it. But just looking at the par- character sheets, it's I don't know how you would create a character. I haven't got that far yet. But it's not like I have freeze power. It, it's like you have just like the the superheroes from the game, Sentinels of the Multiverse. So like Ice, or Sub-Zero, whatever his name is, certain things Absolute he does zero. hurts himself, just like the card. So if he uses yeah. his freeze power, he may take damage. So it's themed heavily off the card game. It's not just zero, generic superhero. So okay. we'll see how that goes. Um, I got shards of, of infinity. infinity. Uh, we are contractually which, obligated to say that every yeah, time. Yeah, and beyond. Which is a two two to four player um, yeah, we bought that. deck builder. Deck builder. Uh, we Somebody else bought it. We played it two or three times. I really liked it, so I went and bought it. We played it a couple more times. Uh, it's kind of like Magic the Gathering meets deck building. There's a lot of similarities. plus Magic the Gathering, I guess. Like, like point on. But Magic what I really liked about it is every time we played, it came down to, like, everyone was close. Yeah. Like, no, at no point did I ever participate in a game where it was just like a runaway. It was always like, if you didn't win this turn, I was going to win this turn. Or I was two turns behind you. And it's like, I like in a game where you're always still in it. So You can it's win through by, mastery. Yes. It's made by Ultra Pro. And, like, Justin Gray, I, I got to play with him while we were there. And he's, like, a huge magic guy for any magic nerds out there. That was when I was a kid. And I got two other RPGs, Scum and Villainy, which is the Star Wars hack of Blades in the Dark or, any, like, sci-fi space. It could be Firefly, too, I guess, or Battlestar Galactica. Uh, gonna, actually, I'm going to have Brad dig into this so that he can run a game for me. That's a bit like saying Voltron and stuff. It's the same as Transformers. You mean GoBots? Yeah, don't do that. Oh, don't Go-Bots. do that to me. I think GoBots might be better. But then he's Com- like, yeah. <laughs> I will get up from this table and punch you in the face. Yeah. Uh, and then I also got Hustling Samurai. <laughs> yeah, it's a good mine. thing. All right. Dropkick distance. So time to bring the show down a little bit. Oh, Michael, okay. what was your worst moment? My worst moment? Or, or definitely could be better moment. Hmm. Man, I don't, I don't have worst moments. Uh, what was my worst moment? No, I took... Uh, normally, it's like, at some point, I have, like, a moment where I'm like, I just need to be alone. But I took really good care of myself this year, where it's like, sometimes I need to listen to music for 15 minutes or something, because you're playing 12 hours of gaming, you just need some, some time. So, no, I don't think I... What was the worst part? Like, not sleeping in a Leaving? Room. Having, yeah. having to come home? Having to come home, like, sleeping in a room with... With, like, five other people, that's about it. Like, not that bad either. Okay. Rocky? I don't really have a bad moment. I, I just kind of consider it, like, whatever you... Part of the experience? I, th- I think you kind of... You make Gen Con what it is. Like, if you go there with a bad attitude, I, I'm sure you're not going to like it. But I went there with no expectations, like I do every year. And You're a blank slate. Yeah. And be, I think because of that, like, I just didn't have a bad That's experience. why he's got so much to talk about. Yeah. So... All right, Brad. 
Me goes back to that prep. I had a, a large kind of a dead spot in in my schedule. It actually coincided well because I, I kind of hit my you know midway through con. You know, con the con is a hot kind of roller coaster of up and down experience, and and in, in that empty spot, I kind of hit that little little trough. And uh, but uh, you know, rebounded, finished great, good time. All right. Um, my my I guess. Um, I mean, I said my Gen Con was a 10, and I really think it was. Uh, the one thing that I wish I had done differently, um, I guess the one thing that brings it down slightly, uh, maybe call it a 9.5, uh, is that I wasn't actually a player in any games. I mm. ran the entire time, which was great because uh, everybody had fun. Um, that's what we do. Um, is we just want them to have fun when they're done. But uh, I didn't get to play a game. Um, so so my roommates uh, had found time to play. I just missed the opportunity to jump into somebody's game. And be a player. I definitely could see that. Uh, so I have two. Strap in. Um, we're going to save that for the end. That, yeah, that's that, going to be like the mm-hmm. bonus if people want to stick around. So the other bad moment I had is, so I had my little carry bag with me full of games. And I had bought a couple games that I was sleeving. Uh, so I went down to the lobby. And uh, that's when Brad and Michael went to your game. So it was it was just me and Chris. Chris is a great guy, but I thought, you know, this is a great time for me to maybe take a nap or something. I've, I've been going nonstop for three days. So I was like, Chris, I'll, I'm going to go take a nap. I'll be back in a little while. And then more people show up and play bigger games. So I pack up all my stuff. I think it was pizza, too. We all said pizza. So I'm, like, going through the, to the, like going through the lobby. I'm trying to carry everything. It's really hard. And I get all the way up. You know, then there's again, there's elevators. There's always one broken in the embassy suite. So there's only three elevators instead of four. So it takes a while. I finally get up there. I get to the room. Can't find my key. Cannot find my door key. And I'm like, I don't want to go back down. So I get on my phone. We're we're on a Twitter DM group. I'm like, is anybody coming near the room? I need a key. And I think a couple of people said, yeah, we're kind of close. So I just sat down in the hallway. And I just started going through my stuff. I'm like, I know it's here. It's Because I just came up to the room earlier. I know I have to have it. So I'm going through everything, opening the boxes of my games, flipping through the game books. I'm just sitting there like a sad, lost puppy. Never found my key. And then Rocky and Chris. Uh, I'm going to tell the story. I just want to say what you look like when I oh, walked up there. Oh, sad puppy, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. I, I walk up there, and we were on, what, the 12th floor or something? 12th floor. So I come around from the elevator, and my Twitter, I, I know here. So I didn't even see that he needed a key. And I had actually just texted him before and said, we are actually going to play a game. So I didn't even think I was coming back to the room. But then we're like, oh, well, whatever. We'll just go back to the room because we're not playing the game. And I walk around the corner, and I look up, and I see I see him sitting there. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, why is he just sitting there? Like, I know he has a key. And he has, like, the worst look on his face. He's, he just looks so sad and puppy doggish. And so I'm like, what's going on? And he tells me, oh, yeah, I locked myself out, blah, blah, blah. So we let him in, and then, yeah, and and so, then this happens. Yeah. So, you know, and, and Chris is with you. Chris has never been on the podcast. He's like one of the nicest people I've ever met. Um, so everybody's helping me grab, grab all my stuff. Well, I'd left my phone and my badge holder, so I turn around, I go to pick them up. The door closes behind me. <laughs> And I'm locked out again. And so I turn around and, and, and I knock on the door. And nobody answers. We're all in the back room. And, and I didn't know that. Like I thought there's an initial suite. I, they're they're bleeping with me, right? Like that's I thought there's bleeping with me. And I have this there's a part of my personality where I don't want to give people the satisfaction. So I said, I'm not gonna give them satisfaction. So I sat back down. I'm like, eventually they'll they'll get tired of the game. 
No, because they weren't playing the game. They weren't in the room. So after like seven minutes, I'm like, God, I just start pounding on the door. And then Chris comes up to the door. He's like, what? I'm like, I've been locked out of the room again. And Chris's face instantly just goes to like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, just so much concern in his face. Because till that moment, I thought they were just screwing with me. And now they were in the back room, had no idea. So I locked myself out twice. And it's like when you ignore someone, though, and they don't know that you're ignoring them. Yes. That's what it, and we didn't know that you were out there, yeah. that you're like, man, they slighted me so bad. I'm not, no, I'm taking a stand. I'm just going to sit out here. Yeah. And he just sat out there because we didn't know. You like, had no idea. So, yeah. Uh, so that was, uh, that was my next to worst moment, uh, of the, uh, the Gen Con, which turned into a good story. It's a good laugh. So, you know, it's, that's turning things Now, around. it wasn't funny at the time. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was funny. Right after the door was open, yeah. right. up until the point where I was still outside. Once he realized, I know, I oh, they told me about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we're going to end the show there. If you want to stay after this, uh, there's going to be one more story that uh, that I'm going to tell about a very bad game I was in. But we try to stay very positive here at the Academy. It's, it's something we, we believe heavily in. We very rarely talk about things negatively. It's just focus on the positive. We don't like it. We don't talk about it. For those of you who are sticking around, this is what we try to improve on, folks. Yeah. Because this is a whopper. So the reason Hashtag you should stick around. Yeah, so the reason I'm going to talk about this is because I think there's lessons to be learned from it. Um, so this was one of, if not the worst game I've ever played in anywhere ever. And there's almost like a checkbox of every possible thing that the DM could have done wrong, they did. I've said this on the show. I've said this on the show. And again, some of that's subjective. RPG, bad bingo. Maybe other people that were there at the table enjoyed it. I don't think so. Like, I was kind of reading the table. I'm pretty sure we were all on the same page. Uh, Maybe not. Maybe they all went home like, this is the greatest game I've ever played in. But for me, it was just awful, awful, awful. Um, I'm not going to share any names. Are we we signing off? Well, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll do that. So... Michael, say hello to everyone, or say goodbye to everyone. Give me your Twitter handle again. Say hello, exact, everyone. Or goodbye, everyone. Twitter? Uh, my Twitter, yeah, it's Varyager1, V-E-R-J-A-E-G-E-R. So what, what is that? That's just a name. Like, is it from an anime, a book, is it a Voltron? Google. Everybody has Google. They can just... No. I've enticed them now to, to get on. They're going to remember If you actually now. Google that, let me know if you just... You sit down on the floor bad. and like, I'm not giving them satisfaction. It's nothing bad. I <laughs> won't give them satisfaction. I will not. This guy's messing with me. All Just right. wait seven minutes. Yeah. All right. Rockstar. I'm at Laughing Joker. L-A-F-F-I-N-J-O-K-E-R. Feel free to tell me your backstories. Uh, <laughs> long blurbs in the wind. Nine page, oh, 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 page background. If you have page. questions, I'll answer them. No backstory for Karen. Uh, I'm pretty big about uh, rules. Unlike Michael. So, if you do have a question about some rules of a game that you like... And half an hour. Yeah. And (laughs) half an hour to sit down. The explanation, the page number, the, like, why I like that rule, like, then just tweet me. Yeah. Or if you just want to talk. Yeah. He's just there. there. I'll listen. Sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes. He's more into talking, If you're in the mood for listening, give uh, give Rocky If you're an active listener. (laughs) All right. And Brad. Hey, I'm Brad at Force and Destiny. Have a good one. And Ryan. Um, Ryan again uh, at Teleporta on Twitter. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, bye, everybody, and hello to the people sticking around for this story, because you should be sticking around. So uh, we'll see you for next Gen Con. Uh, again, if anyone isn't aware, I am taking a break from the podcast. This is the last live thing I'm doing until at least October. Uh, there will be an audio-only version of this coming out soon. I'm just going to rip it off of the, of the video. Uh, I have some episodes of stuff that's already been edited, ready to go, and I'm going to release those, and then it's just going to be nothing uh, until I'm ready to come back, because I'm working on that Catacon stuff right now, which takes up a lot of time. And we should see you there, right? Yeah, you should see us in a catacon. Go to catacon.com right now. Get, I'll your, be like- get your badges and stuff and come play games with us. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out the RPGAcademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the DriveThruRPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. Get your drinks, get your popcorn, <laughs> and take so, a deep so breath. Now we're overselling Put your seatbelt on. Now, we, yeah. now we've over, oversold This it. is the onion soup of stories. No, no, we're just <laughs> setting you up to not half-booty. <laughs> half, half yeah. They're going to be like, oh, that's not so bad. Okay. So I was very excited for this game. It was one of the games that I specifically wanted to play. And, you know, again, I didn't cancel this game because it's a system I've been wanting to play for a while. Super excited about it. And just, I went there with just hope in my heart. And I got there early. I was the first person because I actually, I had bought this game and I was sleeving it. So I found a table and was sleeving in between games while waiting. GM shows up. We're chatting. Seems like a nice guy. You know, he seems excited. He, he runs these games for this organization frequently. Um, I go ahead and I get to pick my character type. Anyone, again, listens for a while know that I'm pretty much anything that's a caster. So if there's a caster type of character, that's what I'm going for. So I got, got to pick my caster, got my dice out, ready to go. Uh, the other players show up. We only had four players. So, again, I'm already like, this is great. I don't have eight players. I only got four. It's going to be fabulous. 
And things start to go downhill when the person next to me, who's a little younger than me, you know, I'm, I'm old at this point, so a lot of people are younger than me. So calling them a kid's probably too much, but like in his mid twenties. Uh, but right away you can tell he's kind of shy, a little awkward. Like when he, he, not necessarily like a stutter, but like he has trouble articulating, which is funny coming from me, but he has trouble articulating his thoughts sometimes. So we're in the, the group and we're going around and we're talking and the kid is having trouble like getting his thoughts across and the GM just stops paying attention to him. Like rather than like, you know, trying to like, pull it out or maybe even like, you know, cut them off. Say, so what you're asking is, you know, try to summarize just literally the gaze just went from that person to someone else at the table. And that kid just kind of slowly stopped talking because no one was paying attention to him anymore, which is just awful. Way to ruin a gamer. Way to, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, whew. Uh, so then we get, we get started and this was a part two of a two game event. You didn't have to play in part one, so none of us had done that. Oh, actually, I, I forgot. The, the first Surprise. thing. Well, the first thing that, that actually brought it down was he started by saying that all the people who played it in the first game loved it so much they regretted that they weren't able to play in the second. And I don't know why, but I just thought, I don't know. That just doesn't give me a good feeling. I don't know why, but it just doesn't. So we then get a recap of what we missed so that our characters who technically played in the other game where they are in the story when we pick up part two this took about half an hour i'm not exaggerating half an hour at the table going through all the little things that our characters did like and then you did this and then they didn't trust you so then you did this and they didn't trust you again and then you had to fight and you kind of won but you didn't really win so you had to fight somebody else and i kept clear i didn't run this no (laughs) it would have been been faster yes probably So, I mean, I, I kept thinking for, like, when do we get agency? When do we get to start making choices in the game? And it was a long time. I mean, uh, just to compare, the, the other game I played on Sunday, the basic adventure, was also a part two. And the DM summarized it in two sentences. Like, boom, boom. And then we got to go. And, you know, anything else we didn't understand, he would tell us as we went. So right off the bat, I'm like, oh, okay, this is not not going well. Um. Then we didn't really have a direction. Like, we didn't really know what to do or where to go. Um, so we're, like, searching for the plot. We're, we're like, okay, I want to go talk to this person. And we would just get stonewalled. No matter what we did, said, any roles we made, just never got any good information. Finally, we go into the tavern. This is supposed to be a very small village. That's important because there's not that many people around. It's a small, remote village. We are now the heroes of the village because of what happened in part one. And so we're in the tavern. We're trying to get information. And one of our characters notices that one of the patrons is watching us. So he turns in person to players say, okay, I'm going to tell the other players that this person is watching us. And the DM says, well, as soon as you do that, this person gets up and runs away or, or walks away is now gone. And the player is like, wait, I, I didn't do anything yet. I'm, I'm going to tell them that we're being watched. Because it doesn't matter. As soon as you start to do that, that, that PC, NPC gets up and leaves. So then we're like, okay, so the the player who noticed it runs outside after them. I run out the back door. They're just gone. <laughs> like, there's no rolls. There's no tracks. Just gone. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, so, small and then. Small town of like 300 people. Small town. So we start asking around, like, hey, did, does anyone know who that guy is? Never seen him before. I have no idea who he is. That's disappearing uh-huh. Joe. <laughs> 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 so. 
right, so I'm like, oh, clearly he just doesn't want us to interact with this NPC right now. Fine. Okay. So then we decided to sleep in the, the inn. So we go to the inn, which again is the only inn in town. And we ask for a room. And Michael being Michael trying to be smart and clever, I ask what room number we're in. And then I very loudly proclaim, oh, room four. We're going to be in room four tonight. Hoping that maybe, you know, the assassins will come and get us. Because that's usually what happens. You know, you can't find them, they'll find you. So then we set a watch. And he makes us all go around like, who's got first watch? Roll, roll. Second watch, roll, roll. Third watch, roll, roll. Fourth watch, roll, roll. Nothing happened. Get up the next day, we're like, okay, I guess guess we're going to do this thing. Um, I did leave this part out. There was a sentient sword called exposition i'm sorry that's what i called it um <laughs> it basically was like like a divining rod and like you would point it and it would push you in the direction you needed to go so clearly we we're supposed to just follow the sword we wasted all this time so then we go into the swamp how did you guys get the sword that was part one. Oh, okay, okay. In, in the 30 minute dialogue we learned yeah. where the sword came from oh and I, we also uh we had to go around the room and tell the DM what our alignment would be if we were playing D&D. This wasn't a D&D game. So, like, if you were playing D&D, what would your alignment be? And um, one of the characters was, like, Lawful Good, and that's the sword picked that character to be its wielder. So it's talking to them and, like, telling them you need to go here and do this thing. So we decided to follow the sword out into the middle of this awful swamp, and he he proceeds to tell us how bad the swamp is. (laughs) I mean, it is like if you step off of the path, you're probably going to die. Mechanically, you have a 50% chance of being sucked further into the swamp or a 50% chance of hitting quicksand and dying. Not instant yeah. death, but screw death. Yeah. So so dead or dead. So so really bad Lost or worse are your only two <laughs> options if you get off of the path. Yeah, Nothing you can do about it. Lost with oxygen or lost without <laughs> oxygen? <laughs> This is the I mean, all those supplies in your bag don't matter. Yeah, no. Well, to be fair, that's a ton of oxygen. And there's railroad tracks going right down <laughs> on the <oxygen. laughs> So, so then he goes up. And the, this path is how wide? Okay, it's like okay, so we, <laughs> it's wide as railroad tracks. So we we travel for the evening, and it's starting to get dark, and we just happen, you know, and I've done the same thing. So as plot, right as we we're about time to set up camp, we came to a kind of a larger area in the swamps. It's got a lot of ground, so we could we could camp there. He talked about how there was a fire ring, and it's very clear that very often travelers stop here and, and have a fire. But the way he drew it, there were like five paths that all connected to this central hub that we were on. And I'm like, that makes no sense for us to, to sleep here. We could be attacked from all directions. There's a big place in the fire. Everyone knows we're going to be here because this is where everyone goes. So why don't we go up the path like half a mile? And then camp on the path. Clearly, he did not want us to do that because he kept trying to like subtly say like, oh, you're going up the path? You don't, you don't sleep here? You're going to go up the path. In the dark, yeah. with a swamp that can kill you, you're just going to go up the path. I think this is where he, he starts having like, this is the worst player Probably. ever. Probably. And I'm like, I'm going to talk about this in my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <This guy. laughs> so... I mean, it, he's he's fighting his tooth and nail. He doesn't want us to go there. And again, Michael now being the DM, like, okay, clearly there's going to be an attack. That's what this is about. So we decide to set up camp half a mile up the road. We made a small fire. And then we took precautions. We, we put two people on each side because he's described the, the path as so, it's like two feet wide. That if two people try to pass each other, there's a chance you'll fall into the swamp. It, it's that precarious. So we set up two people on each Black side of the fire. And then we set up like a trap. So we, we set up just like an alarm thing. I had like wires going around. Um, so if somebody would trip it, we would get an advance warning. Two foot wide wires. Yeah. Trip wires. Yeah, right. Out of nowhere, <laughs> horsemen ride up, five on each side, That's running right. full tilt 
on two foot wide track so fast that we have no time to react. Nope. They just. Can I draw my sword? They're just. No. Because no, they're, they're there. I have the quick draw feet though. Can I have. Nope. Can nope. I have a thought? Nope. Nope. There. Right. So, so again, I don't know where they came from. Uh-huh. How they got there that fast, but they did. They travel at speed of plot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, the, and they literally, as they're coming, he's like, they have their weapons out and they're just like, we're going to kill you for trespassing in our swamp. So one of the players goes, okay, well, I'm going to blast one of them with a spell. He's like, oh, you're going to do that? Like, like kind of like weird, sort of like challenging. Like, why are you, you know, clearly this is a combat. But he seemed like really weird that we were going to attack. He's so aggressive. So after sh- this character or player casts their spell, then they start to attack us. And he keeps kind of going, well, you attack them first. Like, just like rubbing it in. Like, we're the reason why this battle's happening. In fact, they came up charging a horseback out of nowhere with swords drawn and said they're going to kill us. It's our fault. In the death swamp. In the death swamp. <laughs> it's our fault that we are going to fight, and and we should have negotiated. Clearly, you came into the swamp of death you wanted to die to begin with, so yeah. why are they just trying to help you? Exactly. So, <laughs> one of the things that I can do in this game is I have the ability to move people against their will. Kind of like in fourth edition, I can, you know, if, if I do a certain thing, I can move them. Push so, I'm like, I'm going to throw them in the swamp. <laughs> we had a long time talking about how deadly this swamp is. So I roll my roll, I get my roll, and I'm like, okay, I throw the this bandit off his horse into the swamp. And he goes, well, the bandits live here, so they know how it works, and just puts him right back on the map. No roll, <laughs> no penalty, just nope. The battle starts to go poorly. As all, surprise, surprise. Surprise, as all things. Wow, like, why? <laughs> well, there's, there's there's ten of them. There's five on each side. Even though it's yeah. only a two-foot-wide path, five horsemen are able to attack Two us. attacks each. Yeah. So fair. things are going poor. Corporal swords. So then these, like, dire wolf creatures appear, and they frighten the, the soldiers off, and they all just disappear. Again, we don't get a chance to jump on a horse with them or parting shot. They're just, again, they've teleported now away. And we're like, okay, great. Now we got to fight these dire wolves. No, they leave. Nope. They, they were they just... heal first. What's that? Don't they heal first? Oh, yeah, the, the soldiers, too, were healing. So as we were hitting them... Somehow they were magically healing, even though there was no evidence that there was a way for them to do that. Well, it's, it's at this point that, for me, <laughs> there would be a snow globe effect. <laughs> okay. So, well, again. magic, so. Yeah. So, it was bad. It. So, he lets these, you know, deus ex wolfinas show up <laughs> and get rid of all the bandits for us. They then just look at us and then leave, and we finish resting in the, in the swamp. No idea how or why. Now, did the wolves ever attack the horses, though? No. The horse, no? Right. Okay. Not in our view. If it, yeah. That might have happened off screen. Yeah. Okay. So the next, a so lot the, apparently happened yeah. off screen. So the next day, and, and it felt like a day, but they in the game time. probably because you were blocking the trail. <laughs> <laughs> but they were coming How wide at, is your sleeping bag? They were coming at each other, so I don't know like how that even happened. <laughs> <laughs> you think they, yeah. At the party so that they could come at you the, from, from both sides. So we, we keep going on, and we get to basically Castle Grayskull. So there's this big, evil-looking, bone, skull, uh, facaded castle, which is where the sword tells us it needs to go. And we're like, okay, well, we're going to rest here, because at least we, we can see the castle. We don't have to worry about getting attacked from every side. So we rest, and we heal, and we get our spells back and our healing. And then I say, well, why don't we go around the castle, you know, look for another way in? We don't want to walk right through the front gate. That's dumb. Yeah. That's not what we were supposed What's to that do. Swords intelligence. Uh, I don't know, but it was definitely more smarter than any of us were. Apparently, all of it. So I'm like, okay, we're and he even first of all he challenged. He's like, you want you want to go around the castle? I'm like, yeah, I want to go around the castle. 
Okay. Well, when you, when you go to the side, you look over, there's a pack of eight zombies blocking the path. <laughs> Did he really say zombies? Yeah. yeah. There were zombies earlier. This is a necro. Oh, okay. Yeah, there, was, yeah. there were some zombies. So he's like, they're not attacking you, but if you try to go around the castle, you'll walk right into them and they'll probably How do I attack you. I'm like, okay, well, I, I go to the other side. And I don't even know what's going to happen, but I go to the other side. Another pack of eight zombies. <laughs> Just, I don't know, playing dice? Symmetry. <laughs> yeah. so, so then we're like... That's fair. I guess we go through the front door, right? Yes. So we walk into the courtyard. And again, to this point, we were like two hours into the game. The only roles we've made were combat, which we had no chance of winning anyways. So we go into the courtyard, and there's this beautiful woman in a white dress and just gorgeous and you know she's really out of place and she's acting all powerful and she starts talking to us and expositioning what's going on name her basil let me tell you my plans 30 minutes later so michael being michael i i give her some lip in character i'm like you know i'm kind of insulting her a little bit Not, not too bad to my credit i don't think i was like really being like aggressive but i was being in my character and kind of you know pushing some buttons so the DM does my favorite thing in the world to do, where the DM just sticks out their hand and goes, "You're knocked, or you're stunned, silenced, silenced and you can't move, or no, not yet, silenced. Right, you're yeah. silenced." So then I start using sign language. I'm like, "Okay, well, if I can't talk, I'm still going to let her know how I feel." Then it becomes, "Okay, now you're knocked unconscious and you lose half your hit points. No rolls, yeah, no saves, just DM fiat that yeah. I need you to be quiet." She's really the, the power worst though, thing. that does that. Yeah, so she yeah. has the the power of just. Just be quiet while it's I marry. It's a damage spell. Yeah. So then we get another, like, 20 minutes of exposition. I'm going to use that table because I'm a strong guy. <laughs> <laughs> of, of exposition uh, about what's going on. Uh, we have a dinner. And, again, like, zombies show up and they, like, set the table. So, like, a table of magic appears and zombies show up in there. And it's the greatest food we've ever had. It's prepared the best way possible. Um, <laughs> it, so he lets me start talking. And, and the woman asks us, do, do you believe... Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, the food, huh? How was the food? Uh, well, I was going to say that it was oversalted, but I was afraid I'd get knocked unconscious again. <laughs> um, so I don't want to give too much away because I think I, I would be getting to territory. People might be able to figure out the game, but there was basically a, a question that was posed to the group and everybody had to answer. And my character lied and gave the answer that I knew that she wanted to hear. And everyone else gave her the answer she didn't want to hear. So she then ignored, ignored that because she still wanted, didn't want to deal with me. We were one of us needed to volunteer for a ritual, and if we did that, it would allow good things to happen. But we had to agree to it. Could could not be forced, coerced. Had to agree to it. So going around them trying to find somebody that would agree to what's going on. Finally, get one of us to agree. The other three are then summarily sent back somewhere else. Again, no no choice to do anything else. Just now you're outside. The same bandits from earlier are now attacking her castle. So the zombies and the dire wolves are on our side fighting against the bandits while this other character is somewhere else doing the, apparently doing the ritual. So what the ritual does is bring someone back. Like, uh, it, you know, it brings a person that was gone back. And this, this, excuse me, this NPC, this character comes up to the battlefield and just starts laying waste to all of the, the, bad guys. And he just says, 
you've never seen anything like this before. They, they just reach out their hand and like the bad guys are like exploding. And then they start taking out the zombies and dire wolves too. And like, it's the most amazing thing. So we're just that listening. really cool. It sounds really close to what the lady did to you That's with the, the silence. Point spell. Yeah. Like she hit you with the half one. He had the full hip. He has, he has the full hip. <laughs> yeah. So then just like, bang, takes care of all the problems. We just watch this happen. We That's don't get great. to make any roles. We don't get to interact in any way. And then the guy and the girl kiss, and the castle turns from this dark, brooding, skeletal place to a happy place. The swamp turns into verdant fields and brings back glory and, you know, makes everything beautiful. And then he goes around the room, and everybody gets some sort of boon, and I get ten bonus hit points. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're just going to take him away however you want anyways. This is a one-shot. I'm never going to play again. That must have been so rewarding. <laughs> it, it was. And then the character who did the ritual apparently got, like, Bonus, like at the end, they're like, "I got all this cool stuff." Didn't get to use it <laughs> at all, and that basically was part three. Yeah, that was basically how the game ended. I think. I mean, we had no agency whatsoever in the story. We were just listening to the DM tell a story that they wanted to tell. None of our choices mattered. Anything we tried to do that didn't fit what they wanted was just summarily shut down. There's no reason why we couldn't have had the ambush on the road instead of making it five on each side. Make it two. We're just going to win or they're going to run away. So what does it matter if we don't go where the ambush was supposed to take place? What does it matter if we dro- if we walk around the castle? Let's say we walked in through a back back door. He could just narrate that we didn't find anything until we got to the courtyard. And then the woman's still there. Like Every door is the right door. Is the right door. There's no reason to not let us do that. And just the whole shutting you down, no matter what you try to do. It just all the tick boxes for what I don't think games should be, where the VM just does whatever they want, DM fiat, no agency, and we're just passengers in the story that the DM is telling. And and I'm sure in his mind this was an amazing story of this long lost love. They're reunited and their love is con- you know conquers the evil in the world. But we had no actual part in that story. We were just there listening to it, and every time we tried to play, we were punished for it. Um, there were also were a few semi sexist comments to one of the female players. You know, the the dude ran was like I don't know, like sixty, so I don't know that he meant it that way. But I kept going, I wouldn't have used that phrase. Um, ignored the the person who wasn't just ignored them every time they tried to talk. Sexist to this person, no agency. Oh, it was it was the worst game I've ever been in my life. I loved it. I'm sorry. I I this game was so terrible. That I was like, literally, like the next day, like I'm gonna skip my YouTube King Cthulhu <laughs> Black Letter and go to this game and find it. And yeah. find that was it. our goal. That was my. I looked for it, and it wasn't there. Yeah. Because I was like, I want this terrible. He just experience. ran part two once. Yeah. yeah. So, couple things because I've said before that the worst con game I ever had prior to this, which I still stick to, was at Origins, the second year I'd ever gone. Uh, it was a 4E game. And there were a lot of factors there. The DM was not prepared because they didn't know they were going to run it. They didn't know how to run the 4E. They didn't know they were going to run the module. We had too many players. So there were a lot of reasons why that game wasn't fun. And at the end of that game, as I'm tweeting and talking to people, everyone's like, why didn't you just leave? Like, you could have just got up and left at any time. And there was a part of me that's like, oh, you know, I never I never thought about that. Like, you know, it just it seemed like rude, I guess. Like, why would you do that? Why would you just get up and leave halfway through a game? And they're like, well, you know, now I know. That that's an option. If I'm if I'm really not enjoying the game, I'm just going to get up and walk away. And then in this game, I didn't, even though it crossed my mind. I was tweeting with you at the time, Brad, and it was right as my character got 
you know, DM fiat, you're unconscious, can't move, can't talk. And Brad's like, well, if you leave now, it's just going to look like you're being petty and, you know, uh, whatever. So I'm like, yeah, that's, that's true. And, I, and this but you is, would have had an hour back of your oh, life. <laughs> Two. We, we did that. It was like about halfway through. But you're petty and you get an hour. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but there was a part of me. And again, I know this is, this is going to sound arrogant as, as hell. But I was trying to make the game fun for the other players. No, I know. So, like, the kid who was a little bit self-conscious, I would try to help him. Like, yeah. when he was trying to do a thing, I would sort of bolster it or, again, I would kind of clarify so that the table would know what he's trying to do so he could try to do his thing. Not that it mattered. And I just, I was trying to make the game fun for other people, and I felt like if I left, it would have just got worse. Codependency is real. And I, I feel like the three of the four of us, myself and the other like, we, we created a fraternity, a brotherhood and sisterhood, <laughs> having survived that game together. It's like Band of Brothers. Like, we went through that together. We came out the other side. And I'm sure if I ever see them again, there's going to be a moment of recognition of just, you were there. <laughs> you were there. You know the horror. You know. You know. They know you got 10 extra hit points. Yeah. <laughs> what he didn't tell you is that applies to any game you yeah. play. High, high five for 10 extra hit points. Yeah. Uh, so, again, just to sort of try, again, try to salvage, it's okay to leave. I didn't. I probably should have. If you're just miserable, just make your excuses. You know, do the thing like, oh, no, mom's calling, or I forgot I have another event, whatever. This is my favorite game, <laughs> but I can't make the next one. I can't make, yeah. This just, game is too good for me. Yeah. <laughs> It's not me. It's you. It, it, I'm so, my my hand hurts from all these rolls you've let me make. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting carpal tunnel. But it's okay to walk away. Yeah. Gen, you pay money to go to Gen Con. You pay money to eat there. Your ticket, your hotel. It is totally okay to salvage and say, you know what, this is just not the game for me, and walk away. So don't do what I I did. Just just walk away. Don't be a hero. If you unless you want a great terrible story. <laughs> story. But if you're don't running games, sit down. Don't just sit down and pretend like. They know that you're out there. Yeah. They don't know you're out there. So you got to be up front with this guy and just say it. I'm leaving. Yeah, it's just, you. <laughs> but if you're running a game. And knock loud. The players need to play as soon as possible. Within, within five minutes of sitting at the table and saying, okay, we're ready to start. The players need to be making choices. And those choices need to mean something. If, if the DM didn't want us to interact with that person, there's other ways that you could do it. We could have found them. And they didn't have the information we needed. Or maybe we found who we thought it was and it wasn't actually them. You know, we follow the tracks and it leads to someone else. It's not that person. But at least it, we feel like we're controlling the story. I feel like the only reason that person was there is because we were wasting time in this village when he clearly didn't want us yeah, to be in the get village. You out of the tavern. Yeah. Have us follow him into the woods. Because it turned out, actually, again, I forgot this part too. That person that we saw was one of the raiders. So he was one of the raiders in the swamp. So that would have been a perfect way to get us in the swamp. We follow him into the swamp. Then it would make a lot more sense when they attack us because yeah. they trapped you. We they trapped us. It was part you fell of for his elaborate trap. Yeah. It, <laughs> there, so trap. everything we did or tried to do could have worked with minimal difference to the DM's plans, but it would have felt so much different to us at the table and our ability to interact with the, with the rules and, and have agency in the game and 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 frankly have fun. Even like I don't have to succeed. I like failing. I think failing is fun. But I didn't fail in the game because I didn't do anything. I had no choice. I had no ability to do anything other than to piss the DM off, which then I got my character punished for. Success. Success. You failed at picking the right game. I did. Um, and again, this was, <laughs> this was like my top game I was looking forward to going in. Crush. Um, Probably because of the rave reviews it got for yeah. part one. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish the other people had signed up for part two also. That 
You let the players make choices, and even if it falls apart, like like clearly the DM wanted this to be this great love story, we could have screwed that up, and we could have had the enemy like, well, because of your actions, unfortunately that that the hero of your was not restored, and the you know the village is still in engulfed by the swamp. We'll try again next year. Like there'll be a part three now. That would have been a much better game experience than just the you sit there and listen to me tell you how great this story is and how. You, one of you made a choice, which was just like a conversation to say yes or no, which we were kind of forced into doing anyways, to, to get to the end and then have this person show up and take care of all of our problems. It was literally every single choice that that DM made at the table, in my opinion, was the wrong choice. And it would have been so easy to change and make it a fun game for us. So that's the only reason why I wanted to share the story, though Michael really enjoys hearing it. I think there's lessons learned there. Um, play with as many DMs as you can. Try out games. Learn. Emulate what you want to try to emulate. Avoid what you want to avoid. And learn to read the table. Because that's probably the number one thing this DM did not do. Because it was very evident, on at least my face, that this was not going well. Maybe you take a timeout, call an audible, and readjust. So, having heard that story, Michael, anything you would like to add? Um, so... It's the it's the big thing. So like I'm a GM, a GM with like people that I've been playing with forever, people that have no problem telling me exactly what I'm doing wrong, which I really appreciate. So obviously, what's the huge mistake? Anything that you guys did in that whole thing uh, didn't make a lick of difference. Uh, you were there to be told a story, not create a story. As GM, this is to all the GMs in the world. Say this with like uh, like a grain of salt. But, like, it's not your story. It's the player's story. You're just there to be an arbiter and part of it. You're If there's five people at the table, you're one-fifth of the story. And not only do we get not not having choices, when we tried to make choices, we were punished for yeah. them. And, and, they, and, and chided. You know, like, like, I think that made more sense. Tactically, I think it did make more sense. I'm not a great tactician. Maybe it would have made more sense for us to stay where that place was for some reason. No. But if, but if not... Make it harder, you know, and, and say, you know, well, because you're not there, footing's going to be different. I'm going to give you disadvantage. You got negative two, but still let us roll. Still let's make choices. Still let's have a chance to succeed. We were just punished for doing something the DM didn't want us to do until we were defeated. And then he caused the PCs, NPCs to run away because he couldn't stop his story because we had to be there at the end. It's like, like we couldn't have failed and we couldn't have succeeded. Yeah. We were just no, passengers. You were listen. You listened to a story. Also, can you do that face that you do when when he's asking, "Are you sure you want to do that?" Oh, are, you sure, are you sure? Are you sure? I, you I love that. I love that face. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, you want to you want to do that? All right, so Rocky, anything you would add there for <laughs> when when you first told Michael and me this story? I remember we were talking about it. and We're like, "Why didn't he just do this? Why did he do this?" And I remember when we were talking about it, and I had said, "What if he had just changed it and said, you walk in the back door of the castle?'" And you see the back of the most beautiful woman you've ever seen. And she turns around and says, what are you doing? Like, just something that simple. But, I mean, it, it just goes with what you're saying with, like, when you were in the swamp, he, he, if he really wanted to punish you for not going to the swamp area thing, he could have just said, one horseman just barrels through you guys in your sleeping bags. Like, just tramples you. Yeah, because we're not supposed to be there. Yeah. <laughs> 
You, you can't. <laughs> He's not even a bad guy. You're, a, you're just in the way. Yeah. Uh, we're sleeping on the I-90 interview. Like, you don't do that. Don't but, sleep on us. But yeah, yeah, like you can't roll out of the way to dodge because then you're in the quicksand or you're in uh, a fire. lost. Yeah. Like either one. So. You roll dodge, you succeed. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, Take the triple, damage. <laughs> I, I think the only thing. No. Did, did it finish on time, though? Uh, yeah. So there's that. So, uh, you, you, you didn't take everything from the thing, because obviously the guy knows what he's doing with timing his story. Yeah, pacing but, was, was yeah. top notch. But, but, but yeah, I think just about anybody that listens to the podcast is going to know, like, all the things he did wrong and all that kind of stuff. And, I mean, at least he ran it. Because he so, there was players in that scene. Yeah. At least he ran it, and hopefully he, he learned from it, and who knows? Hopefully. We'll see. We won't see, but. Yeah. Oh, maybe next year I'll I'll seek out his his game again. Yeah. No, I'm not going to. No, 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 I'm not don't. that big of a glutton. All right, Brad. So anything you would add from that to that story? Uh, no, I mean that was. <laughs> you know, the second uh, upon hearing it the second time, it just like just brought me out even further. Yeah. It's, like, it's been so long, I've forgotten some of the details. I don't yeah. I don't know if this telling was as, everything. As you good didn't forget as, them no, so no, much you as you much, blocked them out. You pretty yeah. much hit everything out of that, and it's like, oh. And you That's added terrible. the story about the sword. We didn't know about the sword. Oh, you know it's we, we thought you had no guide. No, no, no. no. You told you me just had to the follow sword. the railroad. Oh, yeah, you told me about exposition the first time. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, we could look up the Twitter to see because he was doing a play-by-play. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah right. it, that was just absolutely. I have to speak in sentences longer than one. I did walk out of a. I did leave a Star Wars game at Gen Con one time for something very, very similar. And he loves Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hello, at Force and Destiny. I mean, yeah, at Force Before Force and Destiny was yeah. a thing, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I still feel bad about that. Yeah. You should. Stole it. I know. Yeah. I still do. No one has approached him to buy it, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Get on that. Get on yeah. that. Fantasy Flight, what Come are you doing with your life? Yeah. It's right worth at least $15. Buy his badge for Gen Con next year. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, Ryan, anything you would add to um, that? It sounds like that guy was so engraced with the first part of his story that he forgot everything from part two. Like, he forgot just how to be decent in part two. He was, like, so thrilled. It gave you a 30-minute exposition on, on how great his players were in part one because I bet they did everything that he wanted them to do. And guess what? The games don't go that way. Like, you you don't... <laughs> in my view, you have a storyline, you write the story, and then you plan... You should plan your game on everything that you don't want, you don't expect to have happen, because then you will be prepared. And clearly, this guy didn't know how to do that. He didn't know how to plan for anything other than his railroad. Yeah, and, anything, uh, anything we did that he didn't plan for, he had no desire or ability to react. It was that's not what I wanted, so it's wrong. I'll either bypass it yeah. or punish you for it. He, I don't. I'm going to go on a limb and say that the guy probably has never heard of, seen, or been told what improv is. I mean, like, I don't know. And I don't want to be ageist, but he was older, older than me. I'm sure he's been GMing for 30 years, and I, I think there is a mentality with some some older gamers where it is more of a, this is a challenge that has to be overcome rather than a story that has to be experienced. Well, yeah, if he's I mean, been doing that for 30 years, oh, my God, I feel sorry yeah. for all the people for so 30 he, years. He did so mention at one point in time that he used to write for TSR when Gary Gygax was running the yeah. company. So he's been around for a while. So, like, there is a way to play it that way. And the the way to do that is, like, I'm doing a game on, like, the online with that right now it's like a me- it's like a mega dungeon but the cab like the ca- in the description the caveat is like this is not for role play don't join this if you want to role play this is for combat come 
for combat, Prepare, and combat com- competition and, and combat competition and comedy. Right. Uh, and like that's the way, you, and you frame it that way, and then everybody's you don't get somebody who you like you who loves role play, and because yeah. there are players out there that are really new or don't care about the like they're that's not the way they game, like they don't care about the role play, they care about like being told, but like being part of a story that is being told. Like there are, I know gamers out there that are like that would that wouldn't have been the worst game that they ever. Oh yeah, the yeah. worst game that they've ever been a part of is like something that I ran that's like ninety percent role play. And, like, I'm talking about the ribbons that are in some <laughs> girl's hair because it's important later for some intrigue. And, like, that's the worst game that they've ever played. So I don't want to take that away from him. But. And at the end of the day, he, he ran games for a company. Yeah. He, he did tell us that he wasn't supposed to run that particular session. Someone else got sick or wasn't able to do it. So he stepped up and ran an additional session, short notice. So I give people credit for, for doing it. They, they're trying to provide a game. They're trying to be a good person, a good GM, a good ambassador. And it just... Again, maybe it was just me. Maybe everyone else at the table is having fun. I don't think so, but maybe, and it just wasn't my play style. So at, probably at the end of the day, what I would say is the description should have been better, or at least when he stepped in, should say, this is how I run games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just just lay it out there, well, front street. In saying that, though, I hope that what happened was he was so focused on, he has this overarching, I know what the story is supposed to be, that just a simple thing, like if he absolutely needed that guy to get away, he could have said he drinks a potion, you no longer see him. Then obviously you're going to try the old, uh, I'm going to look for footprints. I'm going to throw flour in the air. Yeah. Okay. And then he does a, he, you, you hear someone drinking a potion. It sounds like. And then next thing you know, he's flown away. So now he's invisible mm-hmm. and flying. Okay. It's horrible. But it's still better than. But at least it's better than just he's gone. Yeah. Roll, no, don't roll. Like he's just gone. gone. Yeah. Like stop trying to find him. So uh, that would have been something. And maybe maybe he just didn't do that because he was so focused on trying to get the whole story and making yeah. sure it had to go his way because he he couldn't improvise because he didn't really know he didn't have time to think about improvising because he was so focused on trying to run it and get the story out there and mm-hmm. yeah. hopefully. So but, benefit of the doubt, yeah. maybe it was just a bad game for him. Maybe it was just different type of game than I was expecting. Uh, but hopefully anyone listening to this, if you listen to any of our shows, you know this is stuff we've talked about now for five years. The sky's you, falling. Yeah. Um, read the table and good description so people know what they're in for. Because if they don't want to be there for that game, then you don't want them there. Because they're not going to have fun. They're going to bring the whole table down. You want people at your table that want to be there because that's going to make everything better. So with that, I think we've dealt on the negative long enough. So we're going to do another final sign-off. This is Michael from RPG Academy. You can find me at the RPG Academy. Uh, and I hopefully we'll see you in November at a Catacon. So, bye, everyone. Awkward wave out. Bye-bye.